0: Shoot, Booker, you can't talk, eh?
1: Can you speak?
2: Can you hear You're me? Muted. Can you hear me?
3: Yeah, again. Awesome. Um, sweet. All right, hopefully, Cornel can hop in here soon. <clears throat> Cool. I don't know what,
2: like what format you want to do. Do you just want to like have us just chat about those questions or do you want to like physically ask those questions or?
3: Oh, like I'm going to ask them and I'll poke at you guys a bit and then, um, yeah, we'll just roll through all the questions and I'll just take a back seat and listen, you guys can tell your origin stories and um, (laughs) a little bit about where we're going,
2: how the, uh, the fellowship of eco rise began in the Shire. Yeah, exactly.
3: I'm trying to figure out how to record the whole thing. Oh, it is recording. It's already okay, recorded. sweet. Because yeah, do you want to record it? Yeah, I mean we may as well just like publish a Spotify channel and like post these things because. Of... Mm-hmm. Question is, do we wait for somebody to join or do we just go? Like, there's people in here. <laughs> yeah. Oh, your mic's doing something funny. Hey, can you hear me? Yeah, I can. I was
2: messing around with a voice transformer at the bottom. (laughs)
3: Oh, that's what that was. That's goofy.
2: Just if you want to stay anonymous. Swipe down on this.
3: Oh, yeah, I didn't even think about that. That's pretty jokes. Okay, well, we'll give it, like, maybe a minute. Let's see what's up there. Can you guys see anyone on the chat? I can't see anyone. In yeah, Can you, you got to invite Cornel up, too. All right. Sorry, Cornel. We were just going to make you listen, but I guess you can come on stage. Did you have to, like, accept an invite of it? Yeah. Okay, I invited him. Hey, what's up, troll? Just give us a sec, we're figuring some stuff up, and we'll get started here soon. Okay, wait, I've invited him to speak. I think he's got to accept it. Hey CryptoPile, what's up? We're just getting Cornelia in here quick and we'll get started in just a minute. Dang, this happened to me on another one. Um, I got invited to it, and it wouldn't let me speak either. Just got me stuck as a listener. Um, Cornelia, I sent you an invite to co-host as well, so maybe just drop back out and then try and accept that invite to co-host. It should be in your DMs. Time, crypto pal if you get that invite to come speak welcome and come talk for a bit
2: i also got some funny jokes i can keep it keep it rolling
3: i mean crypto pal's been in our discord since the beginning so maybe he's got some saucy questions for you
0: yeah good evening guys um Probably don't have any questions right off the top of my head, but yeah, it really interested in seeing where this conversation goes uh, tonight.
3: Sweet. Yeah, we're happy to have you here, man.
2: Yeah, we got a lot, of, we got a, a laundry list of questions here we're going to go over and hopefully um, shed some light on, on what we're all
0: about. Yeah, no, looking forward to it. I mean, I, I think you guys came across my feed. Just based on my interest almost instantly as you guys posted. So yeah, super, super interesting what you guys are doing.
2: It's good to hear. Awesome. Yeah, uh, thanks, man.
3: Man, Cornel can't get into the speaker, eh? I
2: wonder if he leaves. Maybe if he leaves and, and um Co-host or I leave. I can co-host. You can invite him up. Although CryptoPal came up too. So
3: yeah, I know these things just have bugs every once in a while. Like I did another one a while back, and it, um, it was doing the same thing to me. We just be better off dropping this because there's only two people in here, and then just starting another one really quick to see if it's just like a bug. There's got to be a way. Maybe if he leaves. What if he leaves?
2: Cornel, can you leave and then and then accept another invite? Like a DM?
3: Did yours just pop up on your screen, Booker?
2: Yeah. It just it just pops up. There he goes. Yeah, it just pops up and you just accept. It's funny, I've been a part of like a bunch of these and um, I've not um, been at like a host speaker before, but it seems like um, it's a great way to get like a bunch of people in to listen. Like Twitter has, obviously has more exposure than Discord, but like Discord seems like it has way less glitches than this.
3: Yeah, Discord is laggy. It's fun to, like, do after these, though. Like, it, the last few that I've done were just, like, hopped on Discord with everyone that was in their room listening. And then just, like, conversation gets going. It's fun. Dang. Okay, I've deleted all the invites and sent new ones, Cornelia. I'm not sure what's going on.
2: Make me co-host.
3: Yeah. No, I just sent you one. Does it let you invite him now? Yeah. Yeah. I'm co-host now. Okay.
0: Soon. So. We try you know what, guys, I'll, I'll switch to listening because I know sometimes depending on the size of the Twitter spaces,
3: mm-hmm. you
0: you wind up being limited in terms of the number of people you can have up speaking. So I'll switch to listening and maybe that'll facilitate this. Okay, sweet-o.
2: Yeah, for sure. Thanks. Yeah, Cornel, I sent you another invite. See if
3: you can come up here, man. Hey, Regen Eric and Loa Labs. Just having some technical difficulties right now. Hmm. Cornel. Get you in here, man. Has he even seen an invite? Like, is he even popping up on his screen?
2: I know. I, I've invited him as well.
3: Hmm. Okay. Should we just... Twitter spaces, man. Twitter spaces. I thought this was supposed to be better than Discord. Um, should we just drop mm-hmm. this one? Is, is, everybody, is
2: everybody in this chat in our Discord, too? Uh, in the spaces here? Pr-
3: Maybe not. Maybe not. But the link's in our um, bio, and it's open now. So, people...
2: Okay. Let's just... Uh... No, there's got to be a way to get him up here. It's so weird. It's glitching out on us.
3: Yeah, no, I can haven't s- been super
2: super keen on Twitter spaces.
3: I can see that there's an invite.
2: I'm going to remove Corny. Oh, my God. Me. There it
3: is. No, it worked. Oh, my God. No, he switched back. He declined to co-host.
2: I just removed him. No, I just removed him. Oh. By accident. <laughs> At the same time as you said that. Oh,
3: my God. No, he finally got it. Okay, hold on. This is gonna work, it has to.
2: There he goes. Okay, so this should work now. Sorry, guys. Apologies. We'll get this started.
3: Oh my god! Nice. <laughs> oh, were you on your laptop the whole time? Yeah. Um, oh, probably why. Yeah, I don't think it works on laptops very well.
4: Yeah, it didn't look like it.
3: <laughs> yeah, because I think you have to enable like your speaker and settings. Anyways, without right, further ado, this is Cornel and Booker. They are the founders of Eager Eyes. My name is Kyle. I will be interviewing them today for you guys.
4: Hey, welcome, everybody.
3: Okay, I figured I'd just start off with, like, origin stories because it's always kind of interesting to see why founders um, came up with the idea to start something and what really pushed them to do it. So why don't we just start off by, like, how did you guys meet?
4: Hey, Booker, you want to go for that?
3: Sure, yeah.
2: Um, Yeah, Cornelia and I actually worked together um, in... uh... Our jobs. We're both firefighters in Canada, and um, yeah, we worked together for I don't even know how long have you been on the fire department, Cornel? Eight uh, years or something? Five years. Five years. Yeah. So five years we've known each other, and uh, and we've both kind of been in sort of like the blockchain space for a long time and known about it, um, but uh, we definitely about you know, 12, 12 months ago, 10, 11, 12 months ago, started really chatting really, uh, really hard about um, some different ideas we had. And um, Cornell, obviously you can talk about his, his um, origin stories a little bit longer than mine, but like started earlier, but I kind of pitched an idea to him and he's like, dude, that's like, kind of exactly what i was thinking i i've been thinking about the same stuff and so we kind of just kicked it off there that was probably 11 months ago maybe and uh and yeah Yeah. but we're both firefighters in canada so that's kind of where we met
3: sweet yeah that's awesome um so yeah you're talking about like the original idea there did you guys both like kind of come out with the idea to do a DAO based around conservation and preservation like right off the top
4: um, I don't know if it was a DAO concept initially. I think initially the, the biggest inspiration was to create a stable coin that's backed by land, um, like the real-world assets part, because the, there's definitely that part of the blockchain um, and the crypto space, we know that that needs to bridge. Um, and I, I was looking at, in, at projects that were trying to do that, and trying to and trying to actually work them, but they're not. They weren't even ready yet. Um, and yeah, just like the whole the whole operating system. And I was like, this is we we can do better than this. Um, and so, you know, that's where um, a lot of the inspiration started. To be like, hey, we can, you know, we can actually create something here that doesn't exist. Um, yeah. So, you know, we put our heads together and started plugging away at it yeah
3: that's definitely been a battle the the rise and fall of stable coins over the last kind of five years
4: yeah yeah and so you know the dow part i think came later um you know as as things evolves and we, we started like looking at other projects and and things that make sense you know how do we how do we onboard people how do we get the community involved um yeah how do we get the you know, like, especially for like conservation, regeneration, and like, getting NGOs and other projects together. Um, what would be the best way of bringing people together so we can make decisions together? And uh, DAO uh, you know, emerged as the obvious choice.
3: Nice. Nice. Yeah, I mean, I agree. It's, um, it's been incredible to see how much interest we've had uh, from partnerships and stuff. Just so many people in the space trying to work together, which is really cool. So how did you guys come up with the name EcoRise?
4: Um yeah it's it was uh like that's I came up with that before I even before Booker and I started talking about um creating the stablecoin project and it's actually a you know you could say a branch off a a previous venture and uh yeah the you know I definitely wanted to include the name eco in the in the name because definitely was doing something ecological um Eco, ecologically-minded um, regarding ecology, ecosystems, and economics. And so that eco represents all three of those. And then, you know, I the, the other part of the name, it's actually, <laughs> there's so many eco-businesses that it was actually really hard to try find something unique. Um, and then, you know, I was thinking about like, okay, so what would be, good way of explaining something that's growing so i came up with the idea rise where it's like ecology rising you know so rising out of what it is now um, and if you look at our, our logo as well it's like this three-dimensional cube hexagon box um, that represents the digital you know breaking out of the box and becoming more natural um, so it's like the the ecosystem is is rising out of the world that we've currently built um, yeah that's pretty much how i came up with the name <laughs>
3: nice, nice. Um, what was the like biggest hurdle you guys had when you first started oh man um what would you say
2: would you say finding finding good devs <laughs> in a space that's Yeah, Well, I still,
4: it's still, it's still a hurdle is finding good talent. Um, There's, there's so many crypto projects popping up everywhere that um, talent just gets snapped up so fast and to other uh, finder or founder, founders that I talk to, you know, they all have the same experience. It's really hard to find good talent in the space. Um, So yeah, it took us like quite a few months to find developers. Um, Because, well, most of the developers, you know, I guess last year was building on uh, Ethereum. Um, And to find Solana developers was, uh, you know, pretty hard. But now there's a lot of, there's quite a lot of Solana developers um, coming forth
2: kind of an ongoing challenge too right like yeah, yeah. even now trying to find talent like as you as you grow and as your business grows it just seems like the biggest hurdle right now is finding good quality people
4: yeah um, i talked to one of my my friends too who who's a business one like the best the best business in canada last year and uh yeah he was also looking for a, um like a cto and he could he said it's so hard to find and so we're like, I was like, oh yeah, I was, we we're having a similar, um, you know, kind of hurdle because it's just it is just hard to find um, software people. Like everybody is, is is snatched up, right? And like, and it's also to actually find good people, right? Because there might be other people, but they might not be good. So finding good talent for sure. Yeah. Yeah, it's funny. You can
3: kind of see it on Twitter, too, right? Like, everyone's got – we're hiring (laughs) right after their name on Twitter these days. Yeah. Um, So, I guess, like, tying back into the firefighting thing and this being, like, an ecological-based company, is that kind of what inspired you guys to work towards land protection and conservation, like, just being kind of, like, front lines and fires and, and emergencies all over? Um. Yeah, I, I would say that that, um, that
2: plays a big factor. And I don't know, like, like the last 15 years, it's hard not to notice changes that are happening, you know, in the natural world, especially on the West Coast of North America, where we are. Um, I mean, obviously changes everywhere in the globe, but the, the fires that we've been having over like the last... 10 to 15 years have just progressively gotten worse and worse and worse. And it's like unprecedented, unprecedented amounts, unprecedented amounts year after year. And it's like, it's just so noticeable when, when you're dealing with it that, um, that, you know, something has to be done. You know what I mean? So anyways, that's, that's where kind of my, I mean, my motivation comes from the, that aspect. That's kind of like where it started um, and then kind of journey to where we are now with Cornel. Anyways, what do you think?
4: Yeah. You know, for me, I've, uh, I've had quite a few, uh, interesting, uh, career choices. That's taken me around the world and like sailing across the world and into the forestry, um, traveling to Central America and back, uh, and just kind of like going through a lot of different ecosystems um, across the globe. And, you know, in the la- you know, my working career of about 14 years uh, I've seen a lot of the destruction that's happening everywhere. Um, and I'd say it's like a collection of, of, of those experiences and work that I've done that have, you know, it's like the melting pot to, uh, to create the solutions that we're working on. Because it really is everywhere across the globe, even on the oceans, right? Like, I was amazed when I was sailing in the South China Sea how much plastic garbage is floating there. It's disgusting. And so thank God for, like, Diadam Dao and people like that who's going to go and, you know, build more ships to clean all these things up. Yeah, yeah, that's
3: definitely a cool project. Yeah, I remember the fires are, like, I mean... I'm a little bit younger, so I don't remember like 15 years ago what it was like, but I lived in Kelowna like a few years ago for a university and I left because of the, like half of the summer, it was just so smoky. Like you can see anything.
4: Um, yeah. And the people that, you know, I've talked to here that, that grew up here to say it, it never used to be like this. It's only like the last five years um, that we had three years of really, really bad, bad fires. Um, and a lot, you know, it's a lot that has to do with, um, how we manage our, our forests here and/or how we mismanage our forests forest here. Yeah.
3: yeah. All right. Where do you guys see EcoRise in five years? And what's the biggest thing that you're trying to accomplish?
4: I definitely think I see us having protected more than a million acres of land. And I'd say the biggest thing we'd want to accomplish is to get as much land that's at risk right now under protection, just the maximum amount. And to also, you know, incentivize and reward the people that are taking care of those ecosystems then after they become protected to actually have like it managed well um, and to provide, you know, livelihoods for for the like local indigenous and conservation groups to, uh, to keep on regenerating these ecosystems.
2: Yeah, I think like contributing kind of, as you said, to like the restructuring of how we as human beings treat conservation and, re- and, and regeneration, you know, like reframe it to be a, you know, a for-profit industry. In that, you know, it's incentivized not in a greenwashing fashion, but it's incentivized in like, you know, the the planet is rewarding you. Do you know what I mean?
3: Yeah, that would definitely be a very powerful dynamic flip. Um, What you said right there, instead of greenwashing, making it a profit-based economy almost. That would be really cool. If it works, and it will. Um, Okay, on to the next one. You guys answered like four of my questions without really meaning to. So I'm just going to (laughs) revisit them really quick. Uh, So your biggest challenge as founders right now is finding talent, which also answers the question of, yes, you are still looking to add talent. Yes. Correct? Okay. Sweet. (laughs) Do we have any current land lined up for the DAO? Sorry, say again? Do we have any land titles lined up for the DAO to start with? Like, are there any parcels of land that we're partnering with people on to bring in, anything like that?
4: Yeah, so we have... um land up in uh, Clearwater, BC, which is about a f- uh, 400 acre parcel. Um, it's w- also one of our advisors from future thinkers. So they're, they're lining up to be the first property staked. And so what they're doing is uh, they have like, I think 200 of it is, is um, forest. And the other 200 is smart village creation. So um, it's land that's already been cleared, but what they're going to do is, is regenerative farming, um, and building sustainable, sustainable homes with regenerative farming. So, um, they definitely do a lot of like carbon capture, uh, in their village plus with the the trees that are there. So yeah, that'll be number one. Um, and then we have a few others lined up too. I actually had ducks unlimited reach out to me, um, to, to discuss about how they could stake land with our project. And I don't know if you guys know Ducks Unlimited, but it's a pretty big organization. Um, and they do they do massive ecosystem protection, um, mostly for ducks. Um, yeah, it's and so wetlands based, right? Yeah, it's all wetlands too. So, um, so that's really cool. And then, uh, yeah, possibility of uh, other farmer or farmland out in Saskatchewan. Um, And then also working with um, our other partner, This Is My Earth, who purchased biodiversity hotspots. And so um, one of our first gifts after our public sale will be helping uh, This Is My Earth purchasing some biodiversity hotspots. And then those those spots will also be staked into the DAO.
3: All right, that's awesome. Yeah, we can, there's definitely a lot of interest. Like I've I've talked to a lot of people too on that side of things. Um, I think a lot of people are just kind of want to see how it plays out or they don't really buy into the whole idea that it's kind of zero risk for them. Um, So it'll be interesting to see how many people on board after we can kind of prove this land-staking
4: model. Yeah, no, definitely the proof of concept will uh, be illuminating.
3: Yeah. Okay, I slid this one in there after I sent you guys the questions, but maybe it'd be cool to tell them how you guys ended up meeting me and that origin story a little bit, because that maybe be something we re- revisit in the future as well.
4: Uh, yeah, sure. Booker, you want to do this one?
2: Um, yeah, so, I mean, we got connected to Kyle through um, Jeff Kardakis. Um and uh, and. Cornel actually is uh is connected to jeff so through Cornel, through jeff uh we got connected to kyle and uh found out that he was a local guy you're to say um, who jeff is <laughs> oh yeah i just assume everybody knows who jeff is but I'll Man, that's gonna leak everything though if you tell them they'll know yeah yeah some alpha some alpha um yeah so jeff kardakis is the ceo of trust Swamp, so you guys can look that up um Anyway, so uh maybe Cordero, maybe you should take this,
4: buddy. Okay. Okay, so um basically Jeff reached out to me and he's like, Hey, you guys should connect with these guys because they're talking to these big kinda um they're like a mining company, um, guys that are thinking about tokenizing their land and uh <clears throat> yeah so he's like uh, they're thinking about you know not mining their land and instead having the unmined r- resources be backed by a stable coin and so you know that part is in our white paper as well so we thought you know that's cool let's uh, let's connect with these guys and and see if we can collaborate somehow um, and so yeah we went to their office in, uh, in downtown vancouver and met it was Dan and Bon and Kyle, and uh, yeah, so it started brainstorming and chatting and basically, you know, talking about like the hurdles of of creating a collaterally backed stablecoin. Um, yeah, and we started chatting to Kyle a lot more, and um, yeah, and basically, that's how we met Kyle, um, and then Kyle uh, through a few more interactions and things. Kyle joined Deco Rice because he thought that, you know, our, because we're already like I think quite a bit further along with development um, than their, I guess, ideation concept was that it makes more sense to, uh, to take his brain power and uh, join forces with us.
3: Yeah, I guess I'll add yeah in, like a little bit. All right, Boogie. I
2: was just going to say, Kyle, you might want to tell about your background.
3: Yeah, I guess that would probably help a little bit too. Um, I'm like done a lot of digital marketing and media and outreach and kind of business development over the last five or six years. So I actually work in an office with a whole floor of CEOs of mining companies. Collectively, they make up like a couple billion dollars in public market cap and they own... Hundreds of thousands of acres all over the globe with minerals in the ground. And two of the problems that we're trying to solve for them are one, why do we take gold out of the ground, and release all this carbon, and destroy all these ecosystems just to put it in a vault? So, one thing that we're still trying to work is how we can, yeah, like asset back a coin or tokenize that gold in the ground without taking it out. And then another thing that I'm trying to do for them is um, to get them all to stake their uneconomical grade mineral land into the EcoRise Dow so that they can supply their ESG. And then also we get a bunch of land on our side that we can work with. So those are some cool things too. Yeah. Um, Okay. More technical questions now, which is probably what everyone's like kind of been waiting for. Um, This is a good one. Will eco be entirely land back because the treasury probably has to have some sort of liquidity. Do you guys want to speak to that a little bit?
2: Yeah, sure. So, um, as far as like backing eco token i mean when we, we 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 decided to kind of do this sort of like reserve currency rebase token initially um we did it for a couple reasons so one it creates sort of like a um a, well obviously this massive treasury hopefully massive treasury um that we can use for all the stuff that we want to do, right? All this good stuff, conservation, regeneration, land purchases, funding, conservation projects, etc. Obviously, we can't deplete the treasury while we're growing it. Um, But we can use things like um, fees generated through LP tokens, etc. The second thing is, um, as probably all these listeners know, when we create this sort of bonding mechanism, it creates all this dao owned liquidity which um, obviously is really important. Um, and it, it's kind of like a, a, a better way than, than having all of this risk liquidity out there that can just be dumped by whoever has it. So obviously the, the Dow is not going to dump its own liquidity. So we have that. So initially we're going to build this treasury, but we're not going to just deplete it and um, purchase all this land. Um, we're going to transition over to the... The algorithmic stablecoin in the future, and then now we have this big treasury that isn't necessarily backing ECO token at all. It's designed um, to fund all of these projects, land purchases, etc. Obviously controlled by the DAO. So yeah, so so technically ECO token isn't necessarily backed by land. It's pegged to land, the land that's that's locked in the DAO. That makes sense.
3: Okay. Um, and will this eco coin be considered a stable coin traditionally?
2: Um, yeah. So I mean, stable coin as in it's more stable than a like highly volatile coin. Um, but obviously, with these rebase platforms, volatility is incorporated into the mechanism. So eventually we will scale the policy and then transition to its um, algorithmically pegged version. Um, but uh, but yeah. So I, I guess initially volatility is all part of it, right? We want the whole point about these rebased platforms too is it creates profit in its users. So that's
3: why there's the the APY, the desirability. So yeah. Okay. Sweet. Um, Just a quick shout out to everyone that's listening. Thanks for coming. Uh, We have like four or five more questions left. If you guys have any questions right now, the Discord is open. Just go drop them in general chat, and I'll add them to our list before we finish up.
2: I think they can also – we can bring them up on here, and they can ask in here too.
5: True.
3: Okay. If you wave at the screen in the next couple of minutes, I'll add you to a list and bring you up here before we end. Like make a little emote or something if you have a question, and I will bring up. Yeah we can is also there, talk a little bit about nfts i don't know
2: if you have any do you have any more questions
3: that is the next one um what would nfts for eco eyes look like and what's the utility and purpose behind them so this is probably a big one
2: Cornel, do you want to talk about the, the how they're going to look and i can start i can talk about some utility
4: uh yeah so you know with our nfts um part of our our, our eco um, public sale is going to be um, a big part of that going to be NFTs, and so we really want our NFTs to represent the ecosystems um, and like endangered ecosystems and endangered um, animals that live on those ecosystems. And so you can think of it as, um, you know, adopting that specific animal. Um, or a specific part of that ecosystem, where the funds raised will go towards, um, you know, conservation, protection, management of, of that area. Um, NFTs will also be um, like a pass um, to get access to more rewards and yields um, and and future airdrops. So, yeah, there's a uh, there's there's quite a lot of benefit to what we're building with our nfts we also feel you know that the part of what we're doing with creating um, and staking the land is that we will be turning the property titles into nfts and so we will be bringing land value on the chain um, and so just for like the data capture and the registry of that part for nft land value is um it's a really cool technology that nfts allows us to do um, yeah and then f- further in the future too like with the ecosystem services provided by these properties whether it's capturing carbon or or soil regeneration um, the, the the carbon credits and co-benefits created by these properties are called payments for ecosystem services and so nft holders um, will be rewarded uh a, you know percentage points of these payments for ecosystem services so, you know, it's like it's 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 like a membership, it's like a, it's like a ticket. Um, it shows your participation, but it also gives you rewards. Well,
3: that basically sums it out. <laughs> <laughs> okay, any metaverse plans for the land? Cuz like I was thinking it'd be pretty cool if you could walk these protected lands in the metaverse and like interact with the endangered species.
2: Yeah, I mean it's been talked about. Um... I think that uh, that's probably as far as it's gone so far as a, a kind of a discussion. It's definitely something would be really cool to do, and we have some ideas around it, but it's uh, that's a definitely down the road development plan.
3: <laughs> yeah, it's probably pretty far
4: out. I definitely have a you know a, a plan for like um, a DAO meeting place in the metaverse. So instead of you know having like a two D screen to look at um it could be way cooler to actually meet in a space and have like you know like a meeting style um in with your with your avatar but yeah that's that's a bit further down the road and then you can also display your nfts in that in that metaverse space um and show people what it'll look like for example so So, see okay maybe maybe
2: some maybe some gamification involved too who
3: knows Oh yeah. Okay, that could be sweet. Uh, I think crypto CryptoPal. Got, yeah, asked to speak. Sweet. I got one more. Actually, you know what? We can let him go, and then um, we'll recircle. If you want to hop on your CryptoPal, you're welcome.
0: Hey, good evening again, guys. Um, so, uh, Cornelius, um, I'm I'm actually the research scientist from Dex Limited Canada who who had reached out to you, and oh, so yeah. Um, yeah hope, hopefully, you guys can hear me all right. Yeah. All right. Uh, So, so I'll, I'll, I'll be careful. I should, I should state that. So I'm not, I'm not representing Ducks Unlimited Canada while I'm participating in these calls and and reaching out to you, but I'm as a, as a scientist who works for a conservation organization and and really kind of aware of some of the impacts on the landscapes and funding challenges and things like that. I, I found this project absolutely fascinating. And so I've been, you know, probably for more than a year now, beating the drum internally trying to get executives and and other staff to embrace blockchain technology and and cryptocurrencies and it's for i I think you're going to find it's probably going to be a little challenging with some of the conservation organizations because they're you know they're older i'll say more conservative organizations so they're so they're very cautious with their with their investments and so one thing I was thinking that would be, you know, really key and, and potentially valuable is developing, you know, like a mock model scenario that's easily shareable um, with those types of conservation groups to, to, you know, to try and run like a real life scenario of, of what this would look like, you know, depending on what type of landscape in, you know, amount of acres that you're bringing in. Uh, I think that would probably... You know, just help illustrate how this is going to work uh, to some of the folks who who you know who are in charge of making uh, decisions at at the executive level. Um, one of the other things I wanted to point out is that I was really really happy to see that you guys are focused on not just like conservation of intact landscapes, but also trying to protect you know remaining natural areas and working landscapes, and so. You know, you're you're probably the first group that I've seen that has, you know, outside of region that has really focused on that. So everyone, everyone tends to seem to focus, you know, on, on jungles, rainforests, tigers and pandas, because those are, you know, the charismatic megafauna. Um, but, you know, taking Canada as an example, right, we have threatened grasslands, threatened wetlands, and they're all on private land, uh, essentially in an agricultural landscape. Um So really happy to see that you guys have the, you know, the capacity to incorporate those, those landscapes. I I think that's, I think that's really key.
4: Yeah. Thanks. Thanks for, uh, for saying that. And um, yeah, thanks for your suggestions. You know, like (laughs) that's what I I find too, with um, our, our first, um, our first partner was, this is my earth and they're like an NGO and they're very, traditional and like tom who's one of our advisors now too he um you know he's on the older side for sure and it was very interesting he for you know and he's an older guy but he was he's interested in in the crypto space for sure and so it was a lot of uh, coaching um to kind of make it make sense um, he gets it but i get what you understand it, or what you're saying with um you know trying to explain to these guys and i'm sure Kyle can relate to because <laughs> he has a lot of the the similar oh challenge with <laughs> the guys that he works with um but yeah you're right with the the proof of concept part you know we're going to that's what we're going to do with that property in Clearwater we're going to create that proof of concept model that shows you know what happens when when you stake land and how the the reward and incentivized system works. And so we definitely know that that's you know a key part of of you know showing confidence so that other projects can onboard too. Um, and yeah, I mean the grassland part in Canada too is like you know it's one of the most endangered um, ecosystems because I think there's only 25 percent left because it's all becoming farmland um and so you know you know big goal of, of ours as well is to um definitely rewild and and you know bring those grasslands back, back so the caribou can start you know doing their migration patterns again so yeah we have big plans but yeah thanks for thanks for your comments
0: yeah and i'll i'll, I'll just add quickly so um you know in you know in addition to a proof of concept, another thing that might work well with you know various conservation organizations is trying to run some some type of pilot and it you know it might be as easy as even you know developing some type of template where you know so for example ducks limited Canada, we we you know we work on hundreds of projects you know every year with thousands of acres and so Even being able to, you know, have a template where we could say, okay, well, you know, so we purchased, you know, X amount of acres of of wetlands and grasslands that are at risk in, in an agricultural landscape. What would that look like if we enrolled that in this program? And so if, like, if you have that capacity... Um, it then becomes much easier to explain this, you know, to, you know, to our chief conservation officer, to, to our, you know, to our executive board. Cause again, you know, um, on the, on the research side of things, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm a big fan of this concept and I, I absolutely think this is the way things are going to go in, into the future. Um, but convincing some of the old guard uh, is, is likely going to be a little more challenging. And so any, anything you can do to facilitate that i mean i'm 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 happy to you know grease those wheels and and try and start start communicating that more internally as well now uh, i picked up on one thing that you did mention earlier um and i believe this was uh, through your interactions with kyle who was working with mining companies previously so the fact that you can communicate and again so this might i mean you may not be able to share that publicly in terms of names of companies but when you can communicate that mining companies are thinking about this right to the board of a conservation organization that that probably helps alleviate some of the concerns in terms of you know the 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 volatility and risk associated with this type of work.
3: Yeah, I can't disclose names of companies, but I can say that I still work in that office full time. And this is like my number two goal for them right now behind the work that I already do for them in business development. So it's definitely something that's on their radar. I would also say that I work in a very progressive office with like very young CEOs that are open-minded. There's a lot of dinos in there too. It's what we refer to them as, but um It's going to be very interesting to see how that unfolds over the next year because we look and we've seen a lot of other blockchains partnering to automate ESG for these companies. And a lot of them sit like it's like some of these guys sit on entire mountain ranges, like 100,000 acre properties in Chile, and they don't do anything with them for like 20 year spans because the minerals are uneconomical. Um, And those may not be the best landscapes to do like carbon sequestration, but there's definitely something we can use them for. Um, So, yeah we'll definitely keep updates rolling on that front as well as we get them.
4: Yeah. And I mean, I'm more than willing to like, you know, I think if you wanted to work on something with us, you know, to, to, to take to docs unlimited, um, that'll probably be very beneficial, you know, be like, Hey guys, here's like, you know, this was, this would look good to present to them. Let's work on that. So, you know, you know, send us a, send us a message and, you know, connect with us and then let's see if we can, uh, you know, spin something up so we can, show these guys how it will work.
0: No, yep, sounds good. Thanks thanks for letting me speak.
3: Yeah, no problem. We're happy to have you. Yeah, yeah thanks. thanks for coming up. Um, all right, we got I two other Pernab? people here that have requested. Yeah, okay, first, I think. yeah, let's do that. And then Bodhi. Pranav, the floor is yours.
4: Your mute, maybe? you look at your mute button? Oh,
3: maybe he doesn't know. Bottom left corner,
4: there's a mute button. There's a okay. mic button at the bottom there. So is there, everybody usually uses their phones for these things?
3: Yeah, yeah. It doesn't work on computers. All right, well... And I was
6: taking a beat here, so we'll just let Bodhi go, um, and maybe he'll cue back in. Uh, hey guys, um, yeah, I've I've never done for the spaces before, so if it's a work, I'm that's fantastic. Um, thanks so much for for having the the, the space and the explaining everything. I really appreciate it. Um, I just have a, a question on when you are doing the the work on on the land that you have and you're, you maybe sequestering carbon. So maybe you're planting trees, for example, or maybe you're, um, uh, healing erosion on a river, something like that. Let's say, how do you go about collecting the data for that? So that it reports correctly and the data is true. And you know, how, do, how does that on the ground data collection work?
4: Okay, you want to talk about it, or you want me to do it?
2: Yeah, I mean, um, physically, um, we'll be outsourcing all the stewardship. So, as far as like the specific lands themselves, unless they're obviously, if they're if they're DAO owned lands, then we'll be physically outsourcing the stewardship. But if there is like other um, property owners that are coming to stake their land, and we will work with them and try to find. People to do this for them, and, and there's there's so many out there, um, that are that are able to do this. As far as like the data collection goes, um, we are working with a bunch of different partners right now. We're trying to reach out to a bunch of different partners okay. on um, on like projects that actually do this data collection and unload them onto the chain. So um, so yeah, basically that's where we're at with that. But the physical data collection is not going to be something that we're going to be responsible for initially we're going to be outsourcing
4: that okay yeah and i'm i am chatting um i'm part of a a, another really cool organization called refi dao and it's it's a bunch of um, refi regenerative finance um founders um who all have their own projects going um and so we've created a dao so that we can like you know collaborate and, and communicate and share resources to, and um, there's there's a, a couple of projects here who they do the kind of you know remote um, yes. monitoring um, remote sensors um, you know like the data collection for example they' they're planting you know whatever they plant a tree they they mark it on their GPS um, and some of these trees have um, a sensor on it that shows like how much the tree grows in a year. Uh, right. and then and then how much carbon it absorbs um and then other sensors too it's like you know the the amount of carbon being captured in the soil for example um so there are there's there are a few projects who are working on the like the data capture and the remote sensing part of it too so we'll we'll basically just you know collaborate with one of them because you know we're not going to we'll duplicate the effort um and then just bring them in, so,
6: yeah. Okay, fantastic, that makes so much sense. Um, why, when, why I ask, and I'm happy to hear about the refi dial, Um, is because um, me and my business partner, um, we've been planting trees in forestry for years now. And we've started working on collecting the data as we plant, and we can plant thousands of trees a day. So we've been working on that. Um, yeah, so that's that's where 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 I come from because I I'm, I know it's a bit of a challenge.
4: Oh, that's really cool. Where where are you planting trees?
6: Uh, in in New South Wales, Australia.
4: Oh, okay, cool. I uh, I yeah. planted some trees up in uh, in British Columbia here.
6: Uh, nice. Well, you, you know exactly what what we're doing. We're working in the same way, but and going at that same speed, which is let's say a tree. Every three seconds, and then collecting the data as we go. So, like, like for, for you, just trying to make um, all of the good work that Icaraz does um, or your, your 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 stewards do as efficient as possible. Yes. Um, yeah.
4: So that's it. Yeah. I'll keep up the good work.
6: Thank you. And likewise, likewise, yeah. I really like what you guys have been doing, and you were. Um, yeah, you know, building that, that mystery when you first came out, and yeah, I'm a on a supporter. Yeah, mystery, thanks
3: Durant, man. I told you Guys, it needed to be a
4: mystery.
6: <laughs> <laughs>
4: yeah, thanks, uh, thanks for the support. Appreciate it. Cool, cool. be well. Uh, okay, oh.
3: we got Pranav here. Are you able to speak now? He's even unmuted. Hi. Can't hear you, man. Okay. Um in the meantime, I got a question in the Discord from Sir Rungood. He is asking oh. about the <laughs> timeline of the IBO and are there more rounds or is the next round public? Interesting. Are we Interesting. I'll let Cornel take this one. <laughs>
4: <laughs> okay, Up wait, so you. um yeah, the next round well we're 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 chatting about the the next round which will be public. Yeah.
3: But he's also asking if he kind of implies if he's he's wondering about a
4: private round. Oh, uh, oh okay. So, so he that's funny. so so he wants to invest again. Is that what he wants?
3: <laughs> Is well, he's he's he already
4: invested. Uh, yeah. It was part of a. He was part of our 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 seed round. Um, uh, okay. Our, our first yeah. our first private fundraise. Um, See, but so yeah.
2: I can talk about the IDO yeah. and, and I can talk about like, without, I don't want to give too much alpha away here. Cause we don't, we don't have certain things firmed up yet, but you, we can tell you that there's two IDOs. A, the first one will be rise token and the second one will be eco token and they'll both be done completely differently. Um, so we're probably not going to announce um, too much about the eco token IDO We'll give some snippets of information and stuff. We don't affirm anything up, um, but the rise token IDO projected to be in the next one to two months, um, and it will be public and available to anybody. And who, can we give anybody them,
3: who? Well, I don't want to give too much away. So can we give but, them the amount or like the price or anything? We did drop a hint about what earlier. Yeah, I know. I know that was my fault. That was alpha hint. Just anyone con- that's been
2: just in just here the Just continue. Just auto mute me. Um, <laughs> Sorry, I should have.
4: <laughs> anyway, missed that. I don't know what you guys are talking about. Oh, we were yeah, talking no, about it's okay. A certain somebody,
2: a certain somebody, a certain name drop. Oh uh,
4: yeah. Oh, I see. I see. Okay. Yeah.
2: yeah. Um, anyways, yeah. So I'll tell you the plans, but I, I don't want to say. I don't want to say that these are firmed up yet. But um, potentially uh, going to be around the two cents per token. And um, we are going to be, I don't want to give too much away yet because it's probably going to change anyways. Um, we'll all just right, we'll then, leave it at that. We'll leave it at that. It'll probably around right. two cents.
3: And then the other question that he has kind of muffled in here is Are we still accepting private round money at fair launch price?
4: At, at public? a fair launch price you mean like a public like the the two cent price yeah the two cent
3: price
4: mm. oh, so he's, he's asking more rounds so he wants
2: he wants to participate in the public round early well, is he, that what he's asking. he says
3: are there more rounds or is the next round the public IDO implying I he's see. asking if there's more private rounds
2: more private rounds or he's asking if there's multiple public rounds
3: no, he, he they're they're just they they're decoupled. So he's asking if there's more private rounds, I think. Oh well, I don't know.
2: We'll we'll have to see. We'll see how things go. But like if, if there is, it'll be it'll definitely be a fair launch price. It'll be at the same price as the public round. The only difference is the public we don't want to disperse the token too much, so the public round price is is great, but also there's gonna be caps, right?
4: Yeah. So- we, you know, what's really important for us is to really um, distribute our tokens fairly and not have whales. You know, we don't, we don't want big whales. Um, so we have a cap, and we want to definitely make sure that it's a pretty fair distribution across the board.
3: Very important, for sure.
4: And then a the timeline. Um, yeah, our roadmap. We're pretty, we're pretty, uh, pretty good with our roadmap. We've, you know, how we've achieved things so far. I'd say we're pretty on par with with what we want to achieve, or what we have achieved so far. Um, and then, you know, for on our roadmap for the next three months, um, I'd say that that's looking to be pretty on point as well. Um, as for the last, the three months after that, you know, we'll see. Um, but I'd say, yeah, it's going, the roadmap is, 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 is going good. The timing is good.
2: Yeah. I think it's important to tell everybody here too, um, like with regards to like the seed round that we've done, it was very dispersed. There is no venture capitalist. There's very, very low caps on everybody. And, and it was it was all personal connections, friends and family that pooled together and supported us in this endeavor. So there is zero whales in this project already. There's no venture capitalists. There's no massive money. in. so I just want to say so that. That's so
3: rare. That is so
2: rare.
4: Yeah. I love it. Yeah, um,
3: yeah. Even like when I made the investors deck for these guys and we did do another bright round, they were capping everyone at like 1%. So um, good ethics there. Don't let any whales ruin the fun. Okay, I'm out of questions, you guys. So if there's anyone else in the crowd, this is your last chance to ask us something unless there's something that Cornel and Booker want to talk about.
1: Yeah, hi, uh, this is Pranavya. Hey. Yeah. He's yeah, here. Great. Thanks. Uh, Apologies for the initial sort of, I don't know, something was not really working out. So uh, one part, I have two questions. One of them is uh, partially answered. And uh, so I'm just going to reframe it once. Uh, So it was mentioned uh, on the conversation that uh, you would be outsourcing data collection and, uh, uh, you know, sort of uh, the traceability and transparency part of it. So, are you looking to uh, plug into existing standards or are these going to be like, you know, uh, independent agencies, uh, audit agencies, or are these going to be standards that you are going to be developing yourselves or ascribing to yourselves? So, that's one question. And the other question being, you know, obviously, uh, you know, there there has been a huge interest uh, in this space, not just in terms of uh, people looking for projects, but also projects coming up. Uh, so, in terms of uh, the... Uh, you know, the, the differentiator, what's the, you know, thought process that you have out there in terms of, uh, you know, what's, what's the, you, uh, the unique, uh, you know, value that you are in your mind, uh, you know, uh, presenting. Yeah. Thanks. Um, I'll
4: do a, I'll definitely do the first one. Yeah. So with, you know, with the, the data capture, um, you know, one thing that we are, We're in talks with um, uh, Region Network and Pranav. Aren't you?
1: Don't you have affiliation with them somehow? Yes, yes. So I'm. However, I'm not really. uh, So I'm part of uh, Lower Labs, but I'm not really totally clued into what's really happening. I'm just recently started with Lower Labs, so I'm very curious to understand. You know how? uh, You know this is nature based, like like you said with Region. So that would be amazing. You know that's really awesome. Yeah.
4: Yeah. So, you know, with, with those like, you know, standards and methodologies, you know, that, you know, for example, with the carbon credits, there's like, you know, gold standard and and Vera. Um, and so a few of the people are talking to, you know, like that's obviously that's really important for that part, but then there's also methodologies um, and I'm hoping I'm answering your question here um, that haven't been uh, created that is being worked on. And so, you know, that's, that is one thing that um, I'm talking to, to Gregory from region on Friday that we want to, um, you know, discuss because, you know, as we get more and more properties um, and more and more biodiverse ecosystems and, you know, like the the co-benefits with those carbon credits, soil, soil regeneration, uh, water filtration, biodiversity credits, like how do these things get measured and assessed, right? Um, and so, you know, one... One thing with uh, this is my Earth is that they've got a panel of of twenty scientists who um, they vet each biodiversity property to actually make sure that it is a biodiversity property. Um, so they have a bunch of things that they look at, but these are methodologies that we definitely want to you know create um, and work on, and and hopefully if we can somehow you know work with region on them and, and share data um, on how to you know create new methodologies of how to assess these natural capital um, assets um, and how they provide, you know, ecosystem services. So, and there's, I think they here where I live in Squamish, they did a, um, the David Suzuki foundation did a natural capital asset assessment on the, the spit here or the, the estuary, Um, you know, it's like wetland birds and about 30%, they say they could assess, we have the technology to assess about thirty percent of the ecosystem. So there's seventy percent that we don't know how to value yet. We do know that it has lots of value, but we don't know. So there's definitely a lot of room there for um, for this kind of creation and assessment. Um, and then the second part, you know, I'd say the part that differentiates us for sure is that, you know, it's it is the the land pegged uh, the land value picked token um, is to have you know, uh, let's put it in in brackets, like a stable coin, hedge coin that isn't a peg to the US dollar. And as we know right now, you know, like our dollars are, are worth less every day because of inflation. Um, whereas the token, the eco token that we're creating uh, is, is pegged to, to land. And as we know, land increases in value. And especially if we, you know, conserve and, and regenerate, restore that land. Um, the value of the land should go up and the eco token will be pegged to that land value which is obviously in dollars but because of inflation that that will go up and so the value of our token will go up too so over time you will need you know more and more dollars to buy the same thing but over time with the eco token you should need less and less eco tokens to buy the same thing so I'd say that definitely differentiates us and also the ability for people to, you know, stake their land into our DAO and then be incentivized and rewarded to, you know, conserve and regenerate it.
2: Booker, are you going to add to that quick? Or can I? I don't know. The smooth-talking South African did a pretty good job.
1: Dude, he did. He did do a good job. That's that answer your question, Bena. <laughs> Absolutely. I, I loved it, loved it. I, and I think this this particular... Aspect where uh, you know uh, the fact that land appreciates in value is such a deep-seated and a deep-rooted belief. Uh, uh, the fact that uh, you know that that we are, and frankly speaking, it's it's also true mostly. I think the fact that you know the uh, the token is aligned to that truth uh, is is definitely something that is that that's a very different or a very uh, you know good sort of uh, point. Yep. Thanks. Thank
3: I'd you. love to just really quickly say that the only time land has out or been outpaced by inflation was 1981, 1982 in Canada. So it's definitely been an effective hedge for sure. And then I'd also really like to add quickly to, to what differentiates us is I think it's really interesting to see how fast these two have built a network and how authentic their stories are as founders. Um, I think like historically you look at founders and CEOs of companies and the authenticity and like the compassion behind what they're trying to do um here's really genuine so i know that these guys are always going to grind as hard as they can to get it done and that is why i am here with them
4: <laughs> thanks man thanks uh, thanks too for too for your questions
2: it's also it's nice talking to you again i remember i was talking to you in that uh in that zoom chat i believe was it last week
3: he's gone (laughs) bottom left bottom left (laughs) um okay geez we did like a solid hour this is going to be a great podcast for everyone to listen to hindsight in three years when this project blows up
4: so did you want to have any more questions or you want to wrap it up
3: um i'm pretty much through all my questions like we kind of answered them all let me just check quick
4: is there an, is there anybody else from the listeners who want to ask another question or?
3: Just like wave or a moat, and we'll bring you up on stage.
2: I think that might be it. All right. Well, thank you. Thanks everybody for listening, for guys. And uh, yeah, thank you all
4: guys, for joining.
2: Please hop into the Discord and. Um, oh, we got oh, a request. Wait. We got okay. one request but who holistic propaganda
5: <laughs> the
3: is
5: yours. hey how's it going y'all uh thanks for doing this i just i just got in the space and I'm mad that I missed it this seems like an awesome project I was just curious um I heard you say something about staking your land and I was just curious what that looks like greetings guys can you hear me yeah
4: yeah, yeah you can I, hear. Booker, you want
5: to take that Yeah, and I'll keep it quick. I just wanted to say thanks for, uh, as we, we say, building building in public. Uh, it's really nice to hear uh, and I, you know, get a picture of where you, the, paint, the picture you're painting for EcoRise and uh, getting a better uh, understanding of where you're headed. Um, yeah, I guess uh, my more pointed question is um, how you all are thinking or planning on generating... Um, you know, liquidity early, you know, in the early phase, uh, and I'm not as familiar with the Solana ecosystem, but uh, is it, you know, liquidity bootstrapping type of uh, uh, effort or, um, you know, for, you know, price discovery around the token and, and, you know, just, yeah, creating some level of liquidity for, would it be the, the eco token or the, is, is that the right terminology um, for that? That's going to be uh, more consumer facing on the market. Uh, yeah,
2: sure. So I'll just, let's just address that first question with the land and then I'll come back to the liquidity question. Yeah, that's
5: yeah. Whatever order you think. Yeah.
2: Okay. So um, with regards to the land, we have uh, mulled over a bunch of different ideas. So with if a landowner would, would we, the idea is we want to incentivize landowners to, to stake their land without having them incur any risk, right? So they, they, They bring their land into the DAO. They stake their land title into the DAO. It becomes an NFT. Um, And then through um, some checks and balances with regarding their conservation, regeneration, stewardship of that land, we maintain a sort of a a power regarding that NFT inside the eco-staking platform. So they will earn one of of two things. They'll either earn um, a percentage of the rebase uh, every rebase, so like a small percentage based on the amount, the value of the land, and the the quality of um, their efforts in regenerating that land, um, or or whatever land it, it is, if it requires regeneration or conservation or um, or that, uh, yeah. So, anyways, ideally, what we're gonna do is we're gonna direct eco token to these landowners, incentivizing them to um, have like best practices regarding the land itself.
5: That makes sense. Yep, that makes sense. And then, yeah, uh,
2: I'm I'm Okay. And then, regarding the liquidity uh, question, are you talking about Eco Token? Are you talking about Rise Token?
5: (laughs) Yeah, and I and I came in uh, a little later. Missed the part um, and the differentiation exactly between the two, but. yeah and, and i and i guess i'm most familiar uh with the kind of uh complementary tokens uh and maybe it's not in the yeah, right analogy but through klima and s klima um um and so maybe that's not a, an accurate kind of correlation but i'm curious yeah yeah just w- which one is yeah is it you know and it, is it like a liquidity bootstrapping event that generates the liquidity Uh, Initial liquidity or uh, and and maybe it's for the eco rise token or maybe I'm confusing them I think I'm still I just need to dig into the white paper. It's all good. Yeah,
2: so uh, Rise token is our governance token, so it's going to be involved in the rebase platform in the form of um, It's going to be required to be staked uh, as membership in the DAO To access the rebase platform, but it's not the rebase token So when you stake your eco token the rebase token will be s eco token
5: Got so it. Yep. okay, yeah. Works.
2: So so if that makes sense. So like yeah. when you have your like you know obviously you you're familiar with Klima, yep, and how that works. So so th- those tokens react the same way. Um, Rise token itself is different. So when we do our ideal for Rise token, um, probably more like half the funds we raise will will use for um, like bootstrapping liquidity. And then Eco Token, where there's, I don't want to give too much away, but um, the the idea is going to be slightly different. Um, but that's also going to, I don't want to give too much away. Yeah, okay. so, yeah, don't. Yeah, good. Okay. So, so, so but but Rise Token itself, um, a large portion of the funds we raise will go towards liquidity. Got it. Does that make sense? Yeah. So let's say let's say we raise let's say we raise two million dollars. We'll take a million dollars. That's designated directly
5: to liquidity, Got initial it. liquidity anyways. Yep. Got it. That's helpful. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Sorry. Sorry. I came in a little late for that. That's helpful. No
2: worries. I don't think we talked about that anyways. I just don't want to give too much away about the IDOs yet until we firm stuff up.
5: Awesome. Well, good. Well, I look forward to connecting with y'all and, um, you know, starting to see a pop up. And I think uh, I think I have a conversation uh, on uh, with y'all on Friday.
2: Awesome. Looking forward to it.
4: Yeah. Thanks for your thanks for your comments. Huh? Okay. Kyle, still there?
3: Yeah, I'm John. Um, I think that's everybody. <laughs> I don't see any new questions in the Discord. I see a pretty successful first Twitter Spaces, minus the first little like fumble. <laughs> Anything <laughs> else to add before we wrap up?
4: Uh, no, I just want to thank everybody for coming here and setting this up, Kyle. It was good. Awesome.
3: Yeah, all
2: right. Yeah, if anything comes up, pop into the Discord and, um, uh, throw it into the questions section. And, uh, yeah, we'll see you there.
4: Yeah, and I just want to say, you know, like, um, we definitely love, you know, interaction with the community. Um, and as we're building a DAO, it's all about, um participation and interaction too so really appreciate people you know interacting with us all
3: right cheers until the next one
4: okay thanks everybody
3: thanks guys see ya bye-bye